you're listening to The Maniculum, pointing the finger at the Middle Ages. We bring you the choicest medieval nonsense, discuss and evaluate it, then pillage it for our own geeky purposes. This week, we are jumping into a really, really cool guest episode with the ladies from Pontifax, the gentleman from Saga Thing, and Mary from Book Squad Goals with a, like, let's play of the RPG for the Green Knight. And to be clear, Mary is also a lady if she so chooses to be. Indeed, indeed. So... That's what we're doing this week. We sort of jump right in since it's a big group call and we're all in different places. And there was a theoretical snowstorm going on at the time in the Northeast. But we had a lot of fun recording this and doing this together. It was some absolute banter, top-notch stuff. So we really hope that you enjoy the system itself for the Green Knight role-playing game is pretty simplistic. How would, you, how would you describe it? Bare bones, but not in like an intentional OSR kind of way, more in like a we ran out of time and spent all our money on graphic design kind of way. Yeah, yeah, because it is it is from the A24 film that came out in this summer, The Green Knight. So they did release this little role-playing game for it. Again, it is pretty bare bones. However, if you are a GM who enjoys playing with that kind of role play, I will say it's a very interesting like honor system. It's like death is not the worst thing that can happen to you. It's more about how much honor you have or how much honor you lack or lose in the course of the events. Yeah, so, I genuinely don't think there's a way to die other than letting the Green Knight kill you. It's all about whether or not you have honor. Which you know, might be the goal of this module. We weren't entirely sure because everyone ended up with an ending that the module didn't prepare for, which is the most, like, tabletop role-playing game answer to anything that's ever occurred. So... Yeah, to be fair, the module's very linear, so I think it's easy to end up with results that we didn't prepare for, but... Absolutely. We definitely had people who were more creative than the authors expected. (laughs) And then there were a couple instances where you could do something totally out of the box that nobody thought of because we're all literary nerds and Mm -hmm. medievalists. And so we're like, oh, yes, we'll take the traditional route. And then uh, (laughs) it turns out you could have done something totally different that didn't occur to us at all. Yes. But it's a fun little module. We hope that you enjoy this playthrough. And if you do, let us know and we'll host some more playthroughs of various medieval-inspired RPGs. Yeah, either gotten from somewhere else or written ourselves. Probably not more from A24. Probably not. Although if they keep making stuff based on medieval manuscripts, we may have to. You know, I applaud the fact that they made this regardless of, you know, it's, it's... poor value as a TTRPG. Yeah, we're, we're, we're coming down on it, but it actually does have a lot of good points. And the graphic design comment is not out of nowhere. It is an extremely pretty item. Oh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And I really, I do really enjoy like the honor dishonor system. So that part of the mechanics was really, really fun for me. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it does have an interesting way of approaching like uh, what your your target number is when you're rolling and it's tied to your honor. And like, there's some good ideas in there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So maybe it inspires you. Yeah. Anyway, we will get on with it and begin. Yes, but anyway, welcome to the podcast. And I suppose for our listeners, 
before we jump into this week, since we are doing a, I guess not live, but it'll be live for us, RPG of the Green Knight, how about everyone goes around, introduces themselves, and which podcast they're on, so we all get situated. All right, who wants to go first? I'll go first, I don't mind. Perfect. (laughs) Uh, My name is Mary. I am from the podcast Book Squad Goals, a book club for your ears. We talk about books. It really is like a book club. We each take turns uh, picking a book and talking about it together, often very spirited debates. And we also talk about pop culture stuff. So we actually did an episode on The Green Knight, and Mac and Zoe came and talked about it with us. And it was really fun. And we got our hands on the RPG. So yeah. <laughs> All right, who's next? I'll go next. All right. So uh, my name is Andy Fringer. I am a co-host of the Saga Thing podcast, where John and I uh, read the sagas of Icelanders and talk about them and then judge them at the Saga Thing. And I guess I'll go with that. I'm John on the other half of that podcast, and I do the same thing he does. (laughs) I'll go next then. I'm Bree from Pontifax, a papal history podcast ranking all of the popes from Peter to Francis, which is something I do with Fry. Yeah, and that's me. I'm Fry. Hello. <laughs> Alrighty. And those names will, well, if you're not familiar with the podcast already, those names will quickly mean nothing to you as we will jump into our character names. <laughs> <laughs> that's not who we are today. Yes, precisely. So, Mac, do you want to introduce how we're going to go about doing this? And since you are our, what, what do we call you? Are you our game master, our DM, our storyteller? Which I believe the term... Yeah, it says the Game Master's Guide on the front of my oh, book. Oh, there we so go. I guess that's Pretty what sure I am. Dungeon Master's copyrighted. <laughs> <laughs> a storyteller might be copyrighted by now. I think White Wolf's been using it forever. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, who knows? Although I'm not sure if days. you can copyright a word. Like a word they that's tried. in the dictionary. I mean, Disney's tried. Yeah. Well, that's true. Disney tried to copyright a holiday. They are on a different level. <laughs> Which holiday? <laughs> Day of the Dead. Mm. Yeah. Mm, I I yeah. don't like that. That yeah. is wasn't uh, wasn't one of their better moments. Did not feel well. Oh. Although they probably also copyrighted Disney, so we should probably stop talking about them. <laughs> Good point. All right. Well, I'm going to try and engage with this adventure on its own terms as much as possible. So when it tells me to read a thing, I'll read a thing. All right. And for reference, Mac will be our. GM and I will be our NPCs. So it'll sort of pop back and forth like that because apparently I can do the voices and he can do the combat and ultimately nice. it'll work out. So is there going to be foley work for the combat? Will there be the clashing of swords and the the whipping of arrows? <laughs> well, now there will be. <laughs> well, I'm not sure there'll be foley as uh, per se, but I I can add in some co- some sound effects afterwards. I think foley would require me to do it myself yeah. and I'm not equipped. <laughs> You see Maybe Zoe running around trying to find the right props for the sound Oh, I know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where are my epes? <laughs> I have a very uh, feisty cat locked in here with me if we need any monster sounds. <laughs> Sadly, my dog is notoriously uncooperative when we actually want her to make noises Aww. on the podcast. <laughs> Anyhow, I have a, a starting narration to read that is clearly meant to lead up to y'all introducing your characters. You find yourselves at a tavern where many roads meet. Almost one year ago to the day, each of you was visited by the mysterious Green Knight. 
Although you were miles apart, it seems that these visits occurred simultaneously. You all harmed the Green Knight in some way, with the Knight's promise that he would return the damage done to him, quote, one year hence, unquote. Now, shortly before that year is up, you meet at the beginning of your journey. Over the course of the night, you exchange stories. You agree to go on this quest to the Green Chapel together, some party members more begrudgingly than others. The night passes with anxious revelry. Then, in the stark morning light, you get the first clear look at the other members of your party. You will face your destinies together. So, would you like to introduce yourselves so we know who is looking at whom? Well, I believe that I should go last, as I am probably the most important person here. <laughs> um, I'll go first as the least important. <laughs> that, that makes sense. <laughs> you see a young woman, kind of short, with long brown hair, very simple, almost like ratty clothes, sort of torn up, a large bow on her back, and many little sacks and bags attached at various places. And she just looks sort of grimy, you know, like a leaf sticking out of her hair. My, my name is Elena, and I have taken care of my woods for a long time now. Um, so if you are the most important, I will, I will count myself least important. I'm just a simple <laughs> girl of the woods. I'm surprised they let women do that kind of thing. Well, <laughs> Oh dear. No one, no one lets me do anything. It's just me and the animals and we get along great and everything's fine. I see. Very interesting. Maybe I should go next because I am a great compliment to Elena because my name is Meredith and I am a forest witch. I live Ooh. in my own woods and Meredith is quite small, quite slight, dark raven hair, generally heavily cloaked in ragged cloth and also carrying a walking staff. Meredith is very, very fascinated with the movements and the attentions of the Fae, is always looking out of the corner of her eye for something mysterious, something interesting, something that might just lead to catching their attention. And so while she is here, she is not paying as much attention to the rest of you as perhaps I think she should. All right, I'll go. I am a uh, sort of average height, muscle-bound, spike-haired leather armor. I've got a sword. I tell you my name is Lambry, but you're not sure you you don't think that's my name. <laughs> so I don't I don't give off vibes for either gender. You're you're not quite sure if I am male or female, but I am constantly drunk. <laughs> Drunk is a gender. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're going to get along just fine. I also enjoy drinking. Sorry, I am Robin Cheesefartson. I'd rather not talk about it. I am an entertainer. 
I'm a songster well-known, a juggler and jongler amusing. My wit is quick, my tongue is in tone, and my skills are all yours for the choosing. My music is free for your listening, and it's worth every penny you'll pay. My notes aren't clear. If you listen, I fear you'll pay me to stop in dismay. But out on the road, when you're traveling and bored, you'll be happy to hear me perform. Though my notes may be flat, you'll be no worse for that. And any song is a port in a storm. <laughs> Bravo. Bravo. The gentleman who is saying this is uh, dripping with weapons that appear to be for long-distance use, appears to have no weapons of any kind for up-close use apart from maybe a fork and knife at his belt. My character, this is Andy from Saga Thing. Uh, my character is, he's about five foot five, which is around the average height of any medieval male, uh, about 145 pounds. He's 27 years old. He's got hair split down the middle. It goes to about chin length. He usually likes to keep it kind of curled um, as best he can to give it body because he's got very straight hair um, and that embarrasses him. And um, he has a short beard uh, that's also of an auburn color. He wears a white doublet. He's got a fine a green tunic with yellow and green embroidery that he got straight from London. This tunic, um, I think it's worth noting, is quite short, uh, which is the style, and it leaves uh, very little to the imagination in his green hose. <laughs> I'm not saying he's an impressive fellow, but it's obvious. He's wearing his black riding boots, and he wears a yellow hooded cloak. He introduces himself as Mortimer Lescrode, third son of Gavin Lescrode, first Baron Scrode of Wiltshire. I'm sure you've heard of us. Yes? We, we yes, don't of get course much you have. News in the woods. Of course you have. <laughs> I've heard songs about your father. I'm sure you have. I'm sure you have. And when we're done, you'll be writing songs about me, won't you? Oh, yes. <laughs> now, when you write those songs, Robin, I'm curious. Have you come by your gifts naturally, or were they part of a bargain? Well, um, I actually began my uh, performance, my career. I've been a performer for about 30 years now, but I began my career as mostly a juggler, uh, a performer of physical feats. Uh, and at this point, he holds up his right hand, which is missing two fingers. Uh, I turned out to be less good at that than I thought I'd be. So I've had to sort of uh, relearn my skills uh, as a performer. They call me the poet of Netherfield. I yet cannot sing very well, I'm afraid, but I can recite with the best of them. I'm trying to introduce spoken word barding. It's, uh, I expect it to catch on very well. Uh, Mortimer looks at your fingers and he says, well, you must have had some sharp balls. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> so are you all here to seek the knight as well? Yes, fortunately Unfortunately. So. <laughs> great. Why, unfortunately, this is a brilliant opportunity for us all. A grand adventure, a great romance. I'd rather not. It was a little bit of a mix-up. Um, I'm not optimistic, but I hope it is a grand adventure. <laughs> Surely it will be. They all start out rough, but then gets exciting. Unfortunately, my plan hasn't gone quite as I had hoped, so perhaps the conclusion of this grand adventure will bring me more what I'm looking for. Mm. For myself, I shouldn't be here at all. Uh, I was merely an entertainer at a festivity in which the Green Knight attended. As he made his challenge, I attempted to make a quiet exit out the back, and unfortunately, he mistook my standing up for volunteering. Oh, From there, uh... things did not go well, and now I find myself... <laughs> doing this largely so that he doesn't come looking for me. Pretty confident I'm about to die. I expect you all are as well. That would be the unfortunate reality. <laughs> I should hope not for the Lady Alice, the Baron's daughter, would be heartbroken if I didn't return, having completed my mission. 
The knight is very large. Very strong And so, looking. too, is my courage and my heart and my love for the Lady Alice and my... And your well, ego and your tongue. So did you strike yours, sir. the Green Knight down in a fit of jealousy or something? Was he flirting with no. your lady? No, no, <laughs> no. I was uh, visiting at a feast at Hay Castle and trying to impress the lady to catch her eye. And, of course, the Green Knight entered the hall and asked for someone to stand up and fight him. Well, of course, me being the bold adventurer that I am, <laughs> I stood up right away and stabbed him right in the buttocks. <laughs> that, that does sound I impressive. Yelled, I yelled out loud and clear for the Baron to hear, party on, Sir Garth, for the, the game was afoot. Uh, <laughs> that's a party for the history books. Mm. Well, I look forward to seeing that. I look forward to seeing that blow returned. Lambra, you seem to be a little deep in your cups. Would you like a piece of bread or maybe an acorn? Do you have some cheese? I love cheese. Nope. Don't have any cheese. I'd rather not discuss cheese. (laughs) Not a lot of cheese uh, where (laughs) I'm from. And Elena kind of pulls out this, like, crumbly mess and he's like but here's some bread you know it's not bread it's just like <laughs> some stuff stuck together oh uh-huh thank thank you uh lambry um tell me where where did you serve um uh, you know i haven't served anywhere yet hmm hmm mortimer looks askance he's shocked at this information you just I'm look just, very strong. I'm so strong. I'm 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 really trying to give off the strength, you know. It's it's working. <laughs> Is that how you came upon the Green Knight as a as a testament to your strength? Oh no. He showed up to my cousin's wedding, you know. Ooh. You know like how Sir Bobby of Flay does? Um <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, my mom didn't really enjoy that and doesn't really like the Green Knight. And she right. likes everybody. So I stabbed him. <laughs> if he, I mean, definitely if he came in with the air of Sir Bobby of Flay, like, oh, I'm going to do a showdown. Like, I, I get it. I wouldn't like that either at a wedding. It's no good. You can't be doing <laughs> that. <laughs> at this point, I look around. Is there anyone else overhearing our conversation, or are we more or less on our own? You're more or less on your own. In fact, uh, just let me know when you would like to leave the tavern. I've been letting this play out because I've been enjoying it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm in no rush. This hey, is where I the booze should, is. <laughs> I do think we should perhaps make our way. Uh, the adventure won't start unless we put one foot in front of the other. And you know what they say, like, if you're early, you're on time. Mm-hmm. And if you're on time, you're already dead. Um, <laughs> is that the saying? It's like, it's something, it's similar. It's something I'm going like to go buy some cheese from the tavern keeper for the road. No. Robin, what did road you say cheese. your last name was? Cheese Fartson. And was your father a, a... I said I'd rather not talk about it. I see. People get nicknames. <laughs> I want to stock up on as much to drink as I can. Zoe, would you like to be the tavern sure. keeper and sell these good people their wares? Absolutely, I can do that. 
so as you approach the bar, you see a uh, fairly stocky, broad-shouldered woman, red-headed curls all over the place, and um, she looks up at you as she's sort of polishing one of the larger wooden tankards and just looks up at you and says, oh, what can I get you, loves? Oh, I want some cheese. Do you have hard cheese or soft cheese? I can do either one. We can mash it, make it soft. Um, how much are you looking for? Like a wheel or like a wedge? Can I get maybe a couple wedges? Couple Not a whole wedges. wheel. Sure, I can, I can do that. Um, she looks over at uh, you, Robin, and mm-hmm. says, and you, sir? I will have all the ale you can give me. Oh, uh, preferably in large containers. How large are we talking? Like you want a barrel? Um, I can carry quite a bit. Right, so like a bit of a cask then. Can do. Yeah, ideally with wheels if you have it, but otherwise just <laughs> large canteens or wine skins would be fine. I think I've got a couple of extra wine skins in the back. I'll have a look. Lovely. So she turns around, goes back to the end of the bar, and a few moments later, you both are approached and. Robin, you are sort of hefted over three incredibly large wine skins that are probably either a sheep's stomach or a cow's stomach that have been like stitched up. And let's see. Oh gosh, Fry, say your character's name again. Lamb Fry. Lamb. Okay, Lamb Fry. I wrote it down wrong. And uh, here's your cheese. I sort of gave you one of each. Sounds great. Thank you. I will thanks very much. Pay for the cheese. All right. Oh, thanks very much. Mortimer, Mortimer approaches <laughs> and he says, "Good lady, I should like your stalest bread." Stalest. Uh, yes, I'm going on an adventure, you see, and I have it in mind to suffer as greatly as I can <laughs> for my lady. Well, I can give you the stuff important. I gave the. Um, the pigs yesterday there's still some out if you like that if you have anything with mold that would be even better speak to elena for that i have all the bread we possibly could need (laughs) this is lovely well never mind uh but he he puts a coin on the counter for you she does not hesitate to snatch it up gives you a look of you're going to catch your death and tucks it away (laughs) and goes back to her tankard Almost as if, like, dawning on her, Elena says, Wait, my bread doesn't have molds. <laughs> it doesn't. Is it stale Give it time. Give it time. It's rustic. Could I break a tooth on it? Uh, barkeep, barkeep. <laughs> I do need your stalest bread and your moldiest. <laughs> stalest and moldiest coming up. And she turns around and comes... You see, she's gone for a couple more minutes than she was for the other two. And when you see her come back... You see that she's she's not accustomed to giving, you know, her, her patrons such distasteful bread. So you see that she's sort of chucked what bread she's had and, and you think that, yes, there is some that was absolutely with the pigs. But the rest of it looks fairly fresh, but has been covered mm. with, with a bit of dirt. And she stuck <laughs> a couple bits of tree bark in it just to make sure that it looks crummy enough for your taste. And just sets it on the counter and says, And do you want anything to put it in or are you suffering by carrying it too? 
Uh, I have I have my own rucksack, if you will. Um, thank you so much. I trust these are the, the worst that you have. Um, how much will they be? Absolutely. Uh, five pence, sir. Ah, well, he takes out uh, five pence and he, he counts out another three and he throws them on the counter for you. Thank you very much for your patronage, sir. And she just whisks it away. Any other stops? We're ready to go. All right. <clears throat> Only a few hours into your journey, the familiarity of the tavern, let alone your homes, has faded long into the distance. The woods on this path are like nothing you've seen before. Mysteriously gnarled branches, dark barren shadows, and a cold wind surround you. You're focusing so much on the eeriness that you almost don't notice the overturned cart right in front of you. The cart looks to have been the subject of an ambush. Arrows stick out of the side of the cart. Peasant bodies litter the road. The scene is quiet. Maybe too quiet. It actually says that, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I would ask you all to roll your initiative. Ah. Is now oh, a good time shit. to tell you that I forgot to bring dice? I have an app on... Oh, that's a nice big one. Jesus! That's what... <laughs> <laughs> Now I have to find a D20. Everything's yeah. a D20, right? Yes, yes. everything is a yeah, D20. Okay. Is, John, is that at least foam, or are you going to break some furniture? <laughs> no, it's foam. Oh, that's okay. great. <laughs> I've got its little brother here for actual rolling. Oh, <laughs> Only the ugly okay. ones are on top. <sighs> I understand your plight. I got the app up and, go and running. I rolled a three. I rolled a 12. Oh, and add your authority bonus. I believe it's plus two if you have the associated ability, which is courage, and another plus two if you have authority itself. I will say, this is a pretty cool stat system. Mm -hmm. I have an 18. Robin has a nine. I have rolled a four. I, as John, have a quick question. Yes. I meant to ask this at the beginning. Are we PGing or Ring here? I don't see any reason to do a lot of censoring. Okay. Uh, I, we do generally bleep swears, but that's about the extent of it. Mm -hmm. That is good to know. So if John says beep, then you will probably take that out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Very good. I'm not sure why we do it. I think I just like the sound of the beeps. It, well, it's that, and it's also like for technical, like radio parlance, etc. Mm -hmm. There are just certain words that it's very convenient. Like um, Podbean would not let me write ass, "son of ass, as one of the titles, <laughs> even though I was talking about a donkey. So I had to use the dollar signs. <laughs> I was wondering if that was your choice. <laughs> By coercion, yes. <laughs> if John's going to have the giant die, I'm going to use the bitty die. Oh, little. <laughs> I do still I'm need, I think, two of these initiative rolls. <laughs> I might have, I might have missed a, uh, Brie and Fry, what did you get? I got a 12. Four. And Mary? 18. Ooh. Oh, that's right. And that's the last high roll of the night. <laughs> <laughs> 
Below tens from here on out. Yeah. Well, Mary, that means that you are the initiative leader. Uh, this, <laughs> the way this works is that initiative isn't just for combat; it's for every encounter. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like you, all the decisions you make are in initiative order, which I think is an interesting mm-hmm. choice. But the longer you take to resolve the issue, like the more rounds, the more dishonor you accrue because you're delaying on your way to uh, reach Ooh. the green knight. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. Uh, oh, and. At any point, the encounter leader, which again in this time, this one is going to be Mary, can make the decision to end the encounter early by presumably running away, which is usually itself a dishonorable <laughs> act. Yes. And so, for listeners, you cannot reach a certain level of dishonor, or else you're sort you're out of the encounter for the time being until you've been atoned for. I would love to just sort of carefully look around to try and see if the threat is still here or get a better idea of what is going on here. Roll your vigilance. So it's plus two if you specialize in the ability and another plus two if you specialize in the skill. That is correct. So it's 22. Damn. Nice. I thought you said you had, we're done with high rolls. I thought I was. That's usually how it goes. Uh, you spot a rustling in the bushes and start to notice several figures hiding in the forest. By the look of the ones closer to you, they seem emaciated and in rough shape. They haven't noticed you yet, and no weapons are drawn. Okay. And... Mary, do you pass that information on? I think I see somebody. <laughs> yeah, I will. I'll pass I'll pass it on. And Bree, you are next. Well, first, Meredith would be so distracted by the orange glow that you mentioned that she might almost trip into the cart herself before she realizes that something's going on. But upon hearing Elena say that she sees somebody, Meredith would hold her walking stick in a defensive pose, but call out to them to come out if they mean no harm. Make a persuasion check. Okay, so I get the plus two for charm and the plus two for persuasion. So that would also be a 22. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) I like this party. (laughs) (laughs) They do, in fact, come out. And I'm going to go ahead and just pass on to Zoe their little speech to be adjusted for the situation as she deems necessary. (laughs) Yes. So as you slowly approach, these individuals come out of the woods and you see again these very emaciated this emaciated crew very scraggly beards some of them young enough to not really have beards at all but they're holding clubs swords miscellaneous very not great looking weapons and the leader of them quite a a scruffy looking fellow biggest beard of them all uh, steps forward and says hello hello hope there you lot You've wandered through the wrong woods. These have tolls. I'll tell you what, though. I will pass on the toll for you lot, because you look like you're in a rush. If you do me and my crew a lovely little favour. What say you, huh? Um, Are we still in initiative order, or can we just participate? I feel you can participate in in a conversation. You can use skill checks in this situation. Got you. 
Robin is going to fade into the background as quickly as possible. Go ahead and roll your stealth. Uh, 16. All right. All right. And Mortimer is going to use his intuition, uh, which has always served him very well, to try to get a, ga- get, a, get a sense of these guys to see if they're truly dangerous, if they will act on their threats, uh, or if maybe we could just uh, go, go on through. Um, I got a 24. It seems that this gentleman is maybe not telling the full truth, and there might have been some preemptive violence at this spot related to these potentially fictitious tolls. Cut to the dead body. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they may not have started it. No, no. Those are our kinfolk. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. If there's a toll, uh, we could we could pay you. Um, I have some food. Now, now, let's not get carried away. Shiny rocks. I will appreciate the shiny rocks. This guy brought a bunch of bread. Uh, Mortimer leans over to Lambry and says, um, "Excuse me, Lambry. This seems like the kind of situation that uh, would be uh, your area of expertise. Perhaps you could bonk them on the head or some such." Oh, um, I mean, I could bonk them on the head, but maybe they need help. I'm supposed to help people. I'm a knight, remember? I think knights hit people. No, that's not what my mom told me. Mm, I've read a lot of stories and I've served in Scotland on the campaigns. I promise you, they hit people. (laughs) Go on. (laughs) It's like a little column A, a little column Um, so, you know, I'm going to ask them exactly what they need us to help them with. Like, would they like us to trim a shrubbery? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So, glad you asked. See, as you can sort of, um, tell maybe by the mess, there are some people who don't take too kindly to paying the king's tolls. Criminals and the like. So, you know, we, being the enforcers of the law, as I'm mm. sure you, you distinguished people, can understand, well, one of them, one of these fucks, <clears throat> one of these folks decided <laughs> to run off and we can't find him. But you lot, see, we're guarding the road, as you know. The king demands of us. So, if you lot can track that one down, then I, you go free. No toll. King's favour. And, and, this lovely mace here that I've got can be yours. The module tells me that I should inform you of the mace's properties, so I guess it's labelled or something. (laughs) It's glowing. It's just vaguely glowing. (laughs) But you plus two on all melee combat rolls. <laughs> I mean, that's a really it's, good mace. It's also engraved, although it doesn't say with what. But do I do I Maybe believe with plus two. that they are? Do I believe that they work for the king? <laughs> Roll your intuition. I gotta be honest. Just like <laughs> face record, value I don't. doesn't seem like. <laughs> no. Uh. Uh, okay, I got God. I got an. Well, that's a. I got an eleven. Well, that is actually good enough, given that the the DCs vary depending on how much uh, dishonor you've accrued, and we're still at the beginning. So, 
Yeah, you're pretty sure they don't work for the king. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I'm going to turn to everybody else and be like, I think they're lying. Should we just go get that guy and leave? How how long ago did this person disappear? Do you believe they're in danger? Danger. Danger. From the law. Yes, um, I do. Uh, Not that long ago, he, he, like, just scurried off. You could really catch him easy. And it would do us an awful favour. You said there was a toll, or we could not do the toll and go get this guy. I think we should just do the toll, though. Uh, Mortimer is appalled by this whole situation. Um, (laughs) He, again, uh, looks at Lambry and uh, says, Now, Landry, this is exactly the kind of thing you are supposed to help us with. This is why you are here. These are not the king's men. They are criminals themselves who likely are preparing to attack us. I'll be goddamned if, forgive me, Christ, if we are going to uh, pay these fools any money or run on their errands. We have things to do. We have to see the Green Knight. Come now, please. I will use my short sword. You will use whatever it is you have, and together we will fight our way through this. What say you? Hey, you fancy pants. There's more of you. Well, no, there's more of us. He stops. How many are there? Yeah, there's more of us. There are five of them, but from their perspective, there are only four of you because Robin has hidden. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, I don't feel feel really confident about Robin helping out, if I'm being honest. Perhaps what we should do is 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 I will speak to this gentleman, speaking quietly to my group, and we could just tell him that we're going to go and seek out that person because perhaps that person needs assistance in in aid of fleeing these individuals. So, can you can you ask them if I, we could have that mace just to just because we need it to be able to fight off things? Yeah, I have an idea. So, Meredith will approach the gentleman or the lack there of gentleman um, <laughs> and use her special move of enchantment. Says, there's something deep in your eyes that makes others want to trust you. It clouds their senses and makes them malleable to you. And she's she's going to say to him, we do think we will help you. I think we would have no trouble with this party seeking out your lost individual. However, we are worried about the danger that lies ahead. So perhaps you could give us the mace in advance to protect us as we, we do you this favor. Are you being honest with your intention to help him if he gives you the mace ahead of time? Absolutely not. I'm taking on the dishonor. <laughs> All right. And also, you do roll trickery. So I rolled a 10, so that'll be a 16. <laughs> Zoe, that does succeed. He, he sort of looks at you for a minute, sort of just enchanted by... The woodland beauty in your eyes and your face and your cloak and he just sort of right uh yeah yeah you you, you could use the mace and um b- bring him back and if you can hit him with it too if he deserves it and he just thank sort of you hands it to you and just sort of like, fantastic thank you so much Bravo. Bravo. we're we're off to seek the man all right uh, could you tell us what he looks who is this person how will we know Oh well, he um, he looks well. He looks a bit like that one, and um, points over to you. <laughs> 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 and says, "Except like 
a bit taller and a man and uh what? yeah right we will find How him dare you I, so I think when you say to you you may need to be more specific because we can't tell who you're indicating oh yeah sorry <laughs> I, Mortimer's pretty sure you were insulting him <laughs> fair enough yeah you but a man yeah. well you are wearing like fancy pants clothes I can't really tell I'll have you know this is the latest style you ruffian that's not my name Alright, uh, at this point, Trust Robin me, is yes. re-entering the, uh, the area. I'm going to grab Mortimer with one hand and this fellow. Did we ever get a name on him? On Don't him? You did, did not. Okay, and uh, I'm going to try to get, grab hold of his hand as well. Okay. <clears throat> please, please. I, I feel like things are getting a bit heated. Now... I'm a man of peace, of peace and friendly will. And will you take my hand in yours? My hand will pledge goodwill. So let's meet and part as friends, and friends that quarrel not. A quarrel here must bloodshed mean, and not the peace we sought. I am attempting persuasion. Please do roll. Okay, that is, uh, 23. I like your funny words, magic man. His <laughs> breath may smell, but he's a charming fellow. He, he relents. This ruffian relents, and you are free to either find Seek this fellow or do whatever you will. But you All do right. have the mace in your possession. Yes. Great. Do you no. guys want some bread, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you addressing so your crew or their crew? Uh, the king's men. <laughs> uh, they sort of look at you, and like their eyes just sort of light up a little bit. And they're like, yeah, you got food. Yeah, I just take off one of my packs, like a small pouch, and hand it to them. They snatch it and immediately, like, start passing it around. It is hard. It is not bread. It is... Is it edible? Semi-edible. They are still going to eat it. Like, your tongue's not going to feel great. <laughs> but you will be able to digest it. They will attempt. I will lean over to Elena. This is when we leave. <laughs> yes. That's, that's Practical question. I, I lied directly, so how does that affect my dishonors at one point? or One point, yes. Okay. okay. Yeah, each uh, dishonorable so, act is one point, I believe. Right. Don't be too quick. I, as my special move, have good conscience, which means that anytime I succeed on a charm, an honorable charm check, I can actually remove a point of dishonor from somebody in the group. Perfect. So at this point, as we as we walk away, uh, I lean over. There once was a lady questing whose actions were less than arresting, but merciful God, with a wink and a nod, does a treat her transgressions as jesting. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. And you are forgiven. Ah, that's beautiful. Now, uh, second practical question. I didn't see anything about, like, a weapons chart, who can use what, but I imagine that this mace would be quite hefty for someone like Meredith. So perhaps... We should give it to Lambry. I'm not sure Lambry likes hitting things. So I'll hit you. Of mine. No. <laughs> Practically, there is no restriction on who can use what weapon, but you okay. might consider like who needs stat bonuses and and or who will be doing the hitting. Yeah, the the, the module is very loose with its combat design to the point oh, where nice. Mac came up with one. So 
Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Because I was, I just have a walking staff that I sort of. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, we will we will let that uh we will let that be a role play choice for you. So however you would like to distribute the, the mace as you will. Well, I think I'd give it to our strongest looking party member because perhaps that's where it will do the most. I'm so pleased to have this <laughs> new mace. <laughs> I saw you admiring it and I thought this would be a good choice. It's beautiful. And then I hit a nearby tree with it. The <laughs> choice. It does a surprising amount of damage to the tree. Like bark flying <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> well, I hope there's no fairies around. <laughs> oh no, I really hope there is! <laughs> sure, a tree she'll hit, but uh, not, not a, a human. If you shake out the fairies, I will be extra happy. <laughs> <laughs> I will attempt to shake out the fairies. <laughs> but I'm not going to hit the tree again. I'm just going to shake the tree like I'm playing Animal Crossing. Yeah. Tell you what, you just roll a d20 with no modifiers. Oh, I got an 18. <laughs> For a brief moment, you think you see a sparkle of light, but it was just the sun reflecting off the leaves. Fair. I have no stats for fairies, but I figured on a, on a natural 20, I could make something up. Absolutely. <laughs> What time of day is it? Doesn't matter. I'm having a drink. <laughs> As you continue on, are you planning to look for this fellow at all or just leave this situation to someone else? I mean, else? we can keep an eye out. Yeah, we should keep but an eye out for the, the man. It sounds like he's supposed to be a noble man. At least dresses fancy. It also sounds like he's in danger. <laughs> sorry, sorry. When I said you, I meant to reference Elena. Apologies. Oh. <laughs> So dirty. Yes. Oh, okay. But a, man. <laughs> a dirty man. <laughs> we can keep an eye out for him. I'm sure he knows how to deal with the woods. We don't have to, like, go out of our way necessarily, but we can just. Is that dishonorable? Like, oh, well. <laughs> I mean, we're well, looking. We're not, he got not away looking. from the king's men, and the king's men pose the greatest danger to him at this moment. So if we see him, we'll help him escape further. Yes. All right. Well. Anyone who would who would like to look, please do, or would like to keep an eye out, or however, please make a vigilance check. Yeah, Mortimer's definitely doing that. Um, he got a, I am only oh, seventeen vigilant. <laughs> I am thirteen vigilant. One. All of those are sufficient. It does not take long to find a man in peasant garb cowering in the woods. Zoe. <laughs> That's so despairingly. Um, yes, you see this. I just quickly want to ask: Are we? How long did that take? Are we out of sight of you the are out of sight quote, of, the, of the quote unquote Kingsman? Very good. Yes, um, you see this just absolutely petrified, shaking young man, tall, like fairly tall, skinny as a stick, ratty clothes. Like he's anything that he had on his person is no longer on his person. And as you see him and he sees you, he immediately kind of scrambles backward for a second and just goes, no, please, um, just, I don't mean any harm. I'm just, are you with the, are you with the kings, the kings men, guys? No. Right, um, I'm just going to pipe up and say, look, you, I've seen the movie. So... <laughs> If you have any friends in the woods, now would be a time. 
You gotta be, you gotta be nice. Hey, buddy, let's get you some self care. Can, can we give him some cheese? I'm gonna give him some of my cheese. Um, maybe can can you can I borrow one of your your wine bags? Yep. Let's 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 give him something to drink. All right, we're gonna give him some ale and some cheese. Maybe we'll put some herbs and ointments and salves and unguents on any wounds. He's got a few of those. Mortimer reaches into his bag and pulls out a, 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 he tries very hard to break one of the loaves that was given to him. Don't give him that. No, no. He he can't break it and he tries to hand it over and he's like, this this should uh, help you feel much better. Don't eat that garbage. (laughs) He like snatches it. Garbage to a peasant. A cake bread. His type are used to this kind of trap. <laughs> dishonor! Dishonor, sir! I don't believe so. No, technically not. Technically not. But yes, uh, outside of game uh, terms, dishonor <laughs> on you, you, dishonor on your cow. He's uh, going to end up hitting him. <laughs> he snatches it. I gave you good base I it. say nothing. I just meaningfully look at him and begin writing down notes for a song. <laughs> He immediately snatches it and um, just you watch Mortimer as he unstoppers the wine and sticks it onto the bread so that it drips through and becomes moist and then rips it apart and starts eating it. And yes, he is used to this sort of thing. That's how he knows how to eat it. And he just like tears in his eyes. Thank you so much. I, I can't pay you back. I don't have anything, but thank you so much. Bless you, my son. Are you are you good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm not dead. You should maybe keep going. They're not far. They're over that way. Don't so go, do go this other way. other way. No, tell us what happened. What were you with the people who were slain? Yes, my cousins. And your cousins. Uh huh. And where will you go now? Probably back home. Which way is the road? Do you have anyone at home? I mean, my wife. Sorry, do you have allergies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm allergic Are you allergic to, to cheese? No, to horses. Probably. Oh, Elena, I believe he's been struck with elf shot. Could you <laughs> perhaps help him? Oh. <laughs> Gotta get this sniffle under control, but I... I I would like... Are you able to get home safely by yourself? I mean, sure. Which way's the road? Okay, then. Off you go. Don't send him to the road. No. He just sort of totters <laughs> off into the woods the opposite direction of the road. He's not quite sure where he's going, but he's going. He's I, can I just grab him and reorient? <laughs> you you turn him and he, just, he sort of stumbles back in the right direction. I, he's, he's good, right? Like, he's fine. <laughs> I believe the boy's harmless. Alright. How Someone old was married this? him. That's a good question because you said wife and the the voice you were doing did not sound old enough to be married. I mean, I yes. figured he was like eighteen ish. No, so he's a he could have several children. Yeah, by now. By now. But you know, when you when you grow up with immuno you know <laughs> just immunocompromise. Yeah. He's a little runty. Oh well. Yeah. He does his best. 
He seemed sure that he knew he could go home and be fine, so he didn't ask for help beyond. And we have to trust him, right? Yeah, I'm sure he'll offer be the great. boy a job, but he wanted to go home. I mean, would that really be a boon for him, though? <laughs> uh, my servants enjoy working for me at Le Abode de la Scrote. <laughs> the abode of the Scrote. I did not say Scrote. I said Scrote. <laughs> Le abode de la scrode. It's in Herefordshire. I cross something out and write something else. <laughs> Surely you've heard of it. No. Not as much as well, Sir you- Bobby of Flay. <laughs> well, perhaps after this adventure you all can come and visit and uh, you can see uh, me and Lady Alice in our happiness. You really think we're surviving? Of course. Well, he's only going to get stabbed in the butt, apparently, so... I mean, that doesn't sound fun. No, it doesn't, but it may not be fatal. Mm. I'll remind you, I did serve with the king in Scotland. It wouldn't be the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you didn't take that the wrong way. (laughs) There's no other way to take it? Is that what the king said? He's a a Florentian, I see. (laughs) Anyways, Mortimer starts walking up the road in the direction they're supposed to go, not back to yes. the uh, the other guys. Everyone else accompanying him? Yeah. Yep. All right, in that case, I should wrap this up with encounter results. Visibly. Well, for the delay, you gain two dishonor, but you gain one back for having found Aldo, and which is the name of the young man, and giving him supplies. That is listed as a... I'm, I've got a list. However, you also gain one dishonor for leaving the bandits at large and not solving the problem. And yes, there is specifically a line for if you steal from them and you gain another steal one. It. He gave it to me! That's a good point. So, I, what do you think? I think, I we, think we ought to let that one we pass. We did convince him. It all was, right, it was all a right. Gift. So, altogether, it seems that let's see, gained three, but you lost one. So, you are you are all up up by two dishonor. Where do we start? We started at ten. ten. All right. <laughs> okay. So okay. now you're at ten. twelve. Yeah. Twelve dishonor. I feel good about that. That's a good amount. <laughs> I mean, as long as you stay below 20, you're pretty solid. Mm -hmm. I do see that 20 has a terrible little skull on it. (laughs) Yes. Die of shame. There are worse fates than death. Shame. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, within Um, this universe, yes. uh, uh, Shame is not worse than death. I can attest to this. (laughs) I have lived with shame. I have not yet lived with death. I think we'd all all prefer to live with shame than with death. Is it related to the thing we're not talking about? <laughs> no, we're not talking about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> One day has passed since the last danger. Time on this road seems to make everything grow. The trees seem taller, the bags under your eyes deeper, your boots heavier. Yet knowing what's at stake, you venture onwards. After several hours, a man runs out from the woods, yelling, comma, Stop, stop. You'll scare it off. You see a rustle in the brush and a flash of orange and white. Ah, there it goes, there it goes. (laughs) He continues and looks up at you with a scowl of fury. My dinner. He mutters before exploding into a string of oaths and curses. You absolute ratbag son of a cockroach motherfucker. 
I make as much noise as possible. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go ahead and let that happen. And then I'm going to ask you to once again try this initiative thing. I rolled a three. Thirteen. Five. And fifteen? Also a thirteen. Ooh, what do we do if there's a tie? Oh, no, no. Say after you? I, think, I, I know, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll do rollies. Yeah. We roll All for right, it. Yeah. yeah, roll roll for it. One. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Bree is going first. John, what'd you get again? Fifteen. Fifteen. So then That's John's higher than a 13, first. yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John is going first. Bree will go before Mary. So, John, how do you want to uh, try and handle this? What is your first action? Sir, we did not mean to startle you, or whatever that was. What is it you're doing here? Let's go with a persuasion roll. Excellent. Okay, that is going to be a nine. <laughs> All right, Zoe, considering that that is not a successful role, how would you like to have him respond? Ooh. Well, that's just, is that just a point of dishonor in that case? Or does he not really Technically, reveal? yes. But also, he does have to answer. He can't just ignore them. Yes, yes, I know. Hang on. <laughs> just turns around. <laughs> <laughs> <Dishonor>. <laughs> um, he sort of grumbles and, and looks at you all and says, I was hunting a fox. A magical fox. And I nearly had it, too. Magical fox. Intriguing. You did say this was going to be your dinner? Well, yes. You, I want its power. You eat magical foxes. I want That's its not power. how it works, I don't think. Well, how would you know? Huh? See? <laughs> Alright, hands up, all you who eaten uh, magical foxes. Anyone? Anyone? Alright, then. I had a magical <laughs> vole once. A vole. A vole. <laughs> was it magical? It was. I had a vision this for two days. Oh, you did. Hmm. But anyway, you've scared it off. off. So unless you want to go and hunt it down for me, then good day. You just want to have visions, though. I want whatever its power is. Obviously. I mean, if you want visions, we could we could get you visions. <laughs> <laughs> I want the fox. Now, unless you all want to catch it for me, then shoo, I'm busy. Bree, would you like to take an action? Oh, yeah, I want to make as much noise as possible because I want to be friends with the fox, and this man is not getting it. So I'm going <laughs> to double down on my action and just stomp around and make all sorts of noise and be like, don't come over here, fox, we're going to save you. <laughs> by being deliberately antagonistic about it. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's fair. I don't. I don't think that's a point either way. Mary, what about you? I also do not want this person to get the fox, <laughs> but I. I think I would like to sort of look around and see if I can get a sense for where the fox might have gone, so I can kind of just like <laughs> don't come over here. Teamwork. <laughs> All right, take a vigilance roll. It is one. But that's a five. That is still not successful, I am afraid. I just see a bird and I'm like, oh! <laughs> Don't come over here! Uh, who is next? Andy. I had a five. Was there someone lower than that? I believe Bri had a three. I had a three. Oh, perfect. Well done. Okay. Um, <laughs> Mortimer 
is so intrigued by the idea of a magical fox. He is searching his mind, and he's going to do a folklore check to see if he has Ooh. heard of or re- read anything about something like this. He rolled a, uh, a 12 plus 4, which would be, I think, that's 16. Ah, well, in that case, you know that magic animals often do grant great powers. Whoever decided to put grant great right after each other in this cruel cruel grant great powers to those who kill them but likewise do they offer boons to those who show them mercy i believe if we save this creature we might be granted a great gift a boon if you will we should save it can we do something bad to him first (laughs) (laughs) i think that might be a dishonorable act you're you're free to take it if you wish he's out trying to beat up forest animals why don't you (laughs) sing him one of your songs (laughs) am i trying to reconcile or to start a fight (laughs) oh no you're just trying to make him feel bad although before we get to that it is fry's action and i'm trying to make the initiative thing work (laughs) it's fine um i i would love a stinky orange friend let's go (laughs) find him Take a make a vigilance roll. See if you can spot anything. Oh, not my Might vigilance. Might lead you to him. Oh boy, I rolled another three. Oh my god! I found some leaves. <laughs> what is with this die? You've got to get rid of it. Yeah. <laughs> get a yeah, different die. Yeah, you, you find dye. something orange, but yes, it's a leaf. A very pretty leaf. Pretty though. Yeah. Very fox-like orange. It is a very pretty, pretty, pretty leaf. <laughs> My mouth isn't working. It's fine. At this point, the man, the man is sort of grumbling and wanting to start going his way because he's very frustrated by all the stomping that's been going on. Good, good. <laughs> Did you Not want even. to try and sing him a song? I mean, if he's going to leave on his own, we might be fine. But I'm happy to help. You could play him off. <laughs> Well, let me let me ask this real quick before you begin, John. Is he going off to continue hunting this fox? Because if so, I would like Mortimer would like to suggest that uh, Mister Cheese Farts maybe accompany him and make noise and just distract him, basically getting in his way. And then the rest of us will try to find the fox. I'd say that would be an intuition check or a reason check. I think to try and for, to try for, and see yes whether he's okay given up or whether he's going on. Yeah, um, so for intuition or reason, either way I got the same, it would be a 15. That should be a success. It is a success, and yes, he is likely to continue looking for the fox. He's very intent on this killing and eating magic animals plan. Hmm. Yeah. I suggest we split up to cover more ground. I will accompany our new friend. Would you folks like to split up into pairs as well and see if you can find a fox? Sure. Yeah. Lovely. I've always Let's heard sitting at the party is a great idea. Good. Well, I'm not going with those two because they make noise. Well, well I'll be very quiet. Fine. I think perhaps Elena maybe would like to come with me and then... Forest gang. <laughs> Forest gang, team witch. Yes, and I, I will go with laundry. <laughs> I love this. To be fair, oh, I've been trying so not to call him Lamprey. <laughs> Oh, all right. right. Everyone who is searching for foxes, make vigilance checks. Um, I will be getting out a tin whistle and begin playing. You will make a performance check. I guess I will. 
New roll is a four. I found more leaves. <laughs> I also rolled a four. <laughs> I rolled a 20. Yes! Well, I rolled a 16, Perfect. but I got a plus four. Team Witch! I have a 22 on performance. Your tin whistling is both beautiful and extremely loud. Yep. Nice. Oh, will you stop that? Just go that way. He just shoves you off. In a Do you not care for the tin whistle? Not while I'm hunting. Do you have any idea how? I do. All right. I know. I know a song that may help. Did you ever hear the story of a cow with a face so frightening it gave curdled oh, milk? Oh, for God's sake! Do you know about the worms that twist into knots and make skeins of tangled up silk? Did you ever hear the one about the sheep with no comb whose wool was all matted askew? Those beasts are all fool's tales and useless, but I think not as useless as you. <laughs> Will you go back and find your stupid friends? In the meantime, meantime, while this is going on, the rest of you do roll additional vigilance checks. Please carry on. Sorry to interrupt. Mary got a 20, though. A 20, yes, yeah. Mary yeah. did get a 20. Damn. I know, but it says you need a certain number of successful okay. ones. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. oh I see. Mm. Well, I it's not coming from me. That's another 20. Ah! <laughs> nice. Damn, girl. All right. In that case, it seems that Bree and Mary do, in fact, find a fox. As you walk into the woods, you see the fox slowly emerge from the brush as though it were never hiding at all. It stands there, looking at you. Then, to your surprise, it speaks in a calm, stern voice. I have seen you traveling for miles, for days. Now, here, we face one another. I know that man looks to put me in a cage. You must not let him. As sure as these trees continue to grow, I must roam free. I think he actually wants to eat you, which is worse. At approximately this point in the distance, they can hear, uh, I've now informed this man that the only way I can contact my friends in the woods at this point is to let them know where I am. Uh, I have now got out a uh, a bowdron and am uh, attempting to yodel and play the drums at the same time. Beautiful. Amazing. God bless. At this point, he has just stormed off. He is done. Uh, I'm going to follow him, continuing to play, until it's clear that he's not coming back. <laughs> you are getting to that point. We'll see how it how it fans out. How, how can we uh, keep you free? Would you like to accompany us? Offer protection. Very little risk. Maybe we could smuggle you under Meredith's cloak. Or... All I want is to roam free. I mean, that's fair. We will yeah. defi- we've definitely ensured that he's not coming back for you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Can we be friends? <laughs> if that is what you wish, then I may grant that. I didn't know we were doing wishes. Do we have a wish? I did mention earlier that from the folklore that you may, you you might remember. So then maybe you could ask, like, could could I get a, a boon or something? Sure. Yeah. Let, let's ask the fox. So, considering we have ensured your protection and freedom, is there are we able to receive a boon from you? Some sort of magical gift in parting? That's not a threat or anything. No. Just asking. A token of friendship, if you will. Does the rain oh, make ask for a reward from the trees as it helps the rain 
and it grows. Does a tree ask a reward from a bird when a bird makes a nest in its branches? Honor is a cycle. The end is the beginning, is the end. You shall have your reward. Hmm. It's kind of above my head. I haven't read a lot of books, but I, I trust you. You have good vibes. I Could I perhaps roll either a, a mysticism or a, a folklore to see if I glean any particular knowledge from that? I don't see why not. Okay, I get a plus four to that, and I've rolled a 12. Ooh. 16. All right. I think in that case, that'd be the last one on that page, Mac. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes, it is. I will make a note of that, although I believe you should re- All read right. it. As you sort of look at the fox and sort of begin to understand what it's saying, you get this sort of weird tingly feeling all over you like when you first encountered the green knight and you recognize that this is probably the fae this is probably a fae creature and you do have a boon at this point and you get an eldritch vision oh Ooh. that sounds and- bad to me <laughs> so yeah. fun. i had that once you need a cream <laughs> Yes, I should give you the information on that, because again, apparently it's labeled. You have in your inventory an Eldritch Vision, which allows you to, through a brief psychedelic glimpse of the future, grant any other character a reroll on their action. You can do this oh, once. Nice. Excellent. I like magic boxes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That's excellent. I'm very pleased with my new friend, especially because touched by the fake. Just made my whole day. Hopefully that wasn't dishonorable because they were like, oh, you asked? Uh. <laughs> How dare you? Oh my yeah. gosh. You you call yourself a witch? <laughs> Dishonor for a furry friend. <laughs> you know. At this point, yes, the fox catcher has stormed off and it appears he has given up on his quest as there is Excellent. a band of fools in this woods getting in the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just very loud fools. <laughs> Did you want to attempt to intervene any more in this situation, or do you feel it is at an appropriate place? I guess I'm going to return to the group. I'm assuming I can find them. Mm-hmm. They can definitely well, the, find you. <laughs> yeah, with the noise you're making, <laughs> I assume you all have no problem reassembling we make our way the group. Back. Right. Uh, I begin at the top of my lungs singing, I hope that the hunter can also hear me. <laughs> I, I'll extend the offer to the fox once more that they are more than welcome to accompany us if they like, if they want to move away from this area in which they've been hunted, but respecting the freedom to roam. It looks at you and sort of blinks an affirmation at you and says, I have further fields to roam and further places to go, far beyond your understanding. Then go with our gratitude. And mine, indeed. And it just turns and runs off into the woods, and it disappears sooner than you think it ought to have. It's safe. I walk into the clearing. So are we not eating it? No. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> I put my knife and fork back in my belt. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't think it tastes good. <laughs> It was really nice. Not better than cheese. Mm, nothing's <laughs> better than cheese. 
If I'm reading the results properly, you broke even on this one because <laughs> <laughs> you got a a great deal of honor for letting the fox go rather than attempting to gain its power, but you did leave the hunter without any food and still angry about the fox. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> I mean, He's kind and of a jerk. Yeah. And asking a box for a reward is actually listed as something that gives you a point of dishonor. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> so it evens out. You are you are all still at twelve. Uh, yeah, twelve. Cool. Um, <laughs> I I do have uh, I succeeded on a persuasion check, which means or a performance check rather. Uh, yes. So I have a point to give out. Are we all at the same number at this point? From what I'm reading, well, you you uh, gain points when you fail to perform honorable actions. So at this point, uh, we have John 13, Andy 11, Bree 12, Fry 13, Mary 12. Okay. Um, I cannot give myself a point, so Fry, it's all yours. Okay. Thank you. Uh, hang on. <laughs> I know a worthy story of a lady whose glory is the talk of everyone who's ever heard it. And I know when it's told that her legend so bold will certainly be skipping over this bit. <laughs> it's all yours. Perfect. <laughs> well done. This is the guy I work with. Aren't I looking? <laughs> I'm honestly impressed by the amount of time must have gone into Coming up with composing all these. these songs. Oh, I love it. I mean, it was this or grading, right? Fair enough. <laughs> Fair. Been there. Currently there. I have oh. grading to do now that I'm not doing. Oh no. <laughs> Undergrads can wait. Yeah, it's right. <laughs> As night falls after a full day of travel, you come across a small shack next to a lake. It is dark. There are no lights burning in the windows. It seems deserted. You slowly open the door to find a single room cabin. A thick layer of dust covers everything inside. You set up camp indoors. This is the first time you slept with a roof over your head in what feels like a long time. You said at the at the edge of a lake. I did say at the edge of a lake. Okay, so this is magical liminal space, so I'm not sure that Meredith would be going in to a cabin quite so easily because there's lots to explore in that region, or friends to make, or spirits to commune with. So, can I have a mysticism roll? Yes, you may. Oh, it's terrible. I rolled a three, so I get a seven. <laughs> uh, the lake is very pretty at night. Yeah. All right. It was worth a shot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess it's pretty. Yeah. Pretty lake. And I know that this does not sound like the beginning of an encounter, but I do have to ask you to generate an initiative order for reasons <laughs> oh, that will no. quickly become apparent. I have a 16. Ten. I rolled a three again. Oh my god. Get a new dice, Fry. I did get a new dice. Oh no. Someone get the I've candles. I've got a nine. Uh, I have a four. Ooh. Wait, who got the ten? Me. Ah. <laughs> and Mary, you had nine? Yes. The All dice right. are just electing you party leader. <laughs> well, I think our best role here is Andy, so... Oh, there we go. Good. Andy, in the middle of the night, your eyes open to a woman standing over you. He is so happy. The grin <laughs> on his face. <laughs> what about Alice? Is huge. Well, he thinks it's Alice. That's the thing. Uh, oh, he okay. thinks it's Alice. 
Hello there. Does, does he, he know does what he Alice looks this? like? Of course he knows what Alice looks like. <laughs> she does not look familiar, but she does, she does have something look, to she, say. Is she attractive? That's important to him. Yes. Okay. Hello there. So what does she say? <laughs> Just hello. Is this like that Ghostbusters scene? <laughs> no. With Dan oh, no. Aykroyd and... Almost certainly not. <laughs> she just greets you. Just hello there. A chill runs up your spine. Something about her seems off. Her presence has somehow turned the room both comforting and frightening all at once. She moves with a dreamlike elegance as she says, "I seem to have lost my head. Will you help me find it?" Before you can give my your dear. answer. Before oh, you can it? give your answer, it says right here. <laughs> the rule book she opens, says. <laughs> the rule book says I have to interrupt you. Gotcha. Well, that's perfect. <laughs> she opens the door to the cabin and glides outside towards the lake, her feet scarcely touching the ground. What do you do? Um, I'm taken with her. Um, this feels like the kinds of stories that I've read over and over and over again. So, of course, I follow her uh, with my heart all aflutter. I'm going to help this maiden in distress. I, I could do folklore because it seems like one of the stories that I must have read at some point. But it seems like I, I could also do a vigilance check to kind of see what's going on or an intuition to check out and kind of get a sense of her. I, but if I know this guy, he's probably thinking of stories that he's read. And so he's going to do folklore. All right. Roll folklore. Okay. Um, that's going to be a 13. That is successful. Whew. Oddly enough, this sounds familiar to you. You recall the story of St. Winifred, a nun who was decapitated by her former lover when she took her sacred vows. As you recall, it happened somewhere right around here, and from the icons you've seen, she did look very much like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For the record, several of us are already out dredging the lake because you're doing this with medievalists. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was going to say that I assume that uh, Mister of Scrode has has woken everyone else up on his way out. Uh, not maybe you. not it's intentionally. No, he wouldn't have woken them up. He would have just followed the the, the lady. <laughs> I mean, I'm in by accident, but y'all can sort that out. It, yeah, it, it's it's up to it's up to you guys whether you woke up and and saw me leave or not. Here, I, I how think. About so this, how about this? I'm going to suggest vigilance roll. I was going to say. Well, I'm going to suggest it, a stealth mm-hmm, roll for Andy. I was going to say a stealth roll for Andy sounds great. Mm. Yeah, that sounds. That's oh, well. I I don't. I'm not proficient in it, but I got a 17 anyway. Oh, <laughs> I think that would definitely. I thought we were going to get him that time. Ah. Mortimer's light on his feet. Indeed. So I'm just in my sleep muttering, uh, let's see, Mortimer Scrotum. Mortimer. <laughs> <laughs> it's like shower thoughts. I got a 15. I got a 19. Oh, I rolled a 13. All right. Those of you who beat 17. It's better than a three. You you wake up to hear Mr. of Scrode. What was it? Gavin Lescrode? Mortimer. Mortimer. No, Gavin's my father. Mortimer. <laughs> Mortimer Lescrode. Leaving the cabin. Uh, how many of us did succeed? Is it just me or did somebody else? Uh, you excellent. and Bree. Excellent. Do we let the others sleep or do we wake them? Let's see what's going on. You like first. Style. 
You first. Classic Robin. Creep out of the cabin to watch, not to interfere mm-hmm. or interrupt, to observe. Yeah. Right. So, so in that so lake, and he's going to try to drown, then, you know, we'll wake everybody up. <laughs> so what is she observing? So standing lakeside, the woman just sort of is peering deep into the water, and it's murky and black, and she just stares at it and kind of forlornly just says, I know my head is down there. I need it back with me. I need it back. I need it back. I need it back. And she just repeats it over and over and over again. And then after a moment, she looks up at you and says, Once you dive in, you may find something else of mine. Some shiny memory. If you see it, leave it for me, please. And she just returns to stare back at the lake and just once more, I need it back. I need it back. I need it back. Again and again. Right. All right. So Mortimer will begin undressing. In fact, he's going to take all of his clothes off because he doesn't want any of them to get wet or damaged. Not what I wanted. Somebody mark it. We got an hour and 40 minutes in before Andy took his clothes off. (laughs) In front of a lady. And so. he kneels down uh, in the nude before uh, St. Winifred and says, Milady, your wish is my command. And he stands up and dives. You could have done that before. <laughs> <laughs> he was, well, his, his first thought was for his clothes. Of course. Sure. It is your choice whether to make an endurance or a brawn check for your swimming. Well, okay. he's not that tough, so that's not going to go so great. Well, while he's doing that, we're going to just wake everybody up. You know, hey, he's in the <laughs> lake. <laughs> Skinny dipping. Um, I got a 13. That is good enough. Ooh, All right. It's close. The, I, I honestly think the way this uh, adventure is written, they were expecting you to, like, eat the fox or something because the DCs are still pretty low. Uh, the water is cold and bracing and takes your breath away. What seemed like a shallow lake is, in fact, a deep, cavernous space with no surface in sight. As you swim deeper into the darkness and reach the bottom, you hear a gruff voice inside your head. Come down for that liar's head, you did. Shouldn't fall for those types of tricks. She's an evil ghost, as evil as she was in life. Take the ring, bring it to the surface, and it'll ward her off for good. Not to mention keep you safe against any other spirit you come across. The head will do nothing. It's a skull. But be warned, you can only take one, not the other. There is, in fact, both a skull and a ring visible at the bottom of this deep cavernous lake. Does the ring look very valuable? I believe it is, in fact, a lovely (laughs) golden ring. It probably is quite valuable. Sure, yeah. So Mortimer's first thought as he see he hears this and sees the ring is of lady alice and what a fine gift this would be and what a great story it would be and yet he also knows his folklore and stories and he's having grown up in the church he's a fairly devout christian as well he's gonna let his reason decide so i'm gonna do a reason all right (laughs) uh so he got a 12 on that to me that seems just good enough to push him towards the skull and he's going to pick up the skull 
and hope that he can find something along the way that he can give Lady Alice, but he's going to leave the ring behind. All right. Zoe, this is the first paragraph on the next page. You hear the gruff voice say, That was a grave error. You erupt from the water with the skull in hand and collapse on the ground, catching your breath. On the lakeshore, there is a white flash of light. You hold out the skull triumphantly, but the woman who brought you here is gone. In her place, green, translucent warriors stand ready for battle. As the water of the lake suddenly starts to churn, they leap to attack you. Oh. The rest of you also, of course, see green spectral warriors appearing in a flash mm. of light, as- assuming you're all awake and watching. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, I, I take the opportunity to play a few notes on my uh, piccolo. To find the lady's token, Sir Mortimer risked his life, but cold water on a scrotum, no, his sword is a knife. <laughs> Art. Poetry. (laughs) And then I slide back into the shadows. (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, We are, of course, in initiative order. So, Andy, you are still first. Well, uh, Mortimer is naked. Um, (laughs) Would it uh, cost him? We know. Would it be like uh, D&D? He could pick up his sword and it costs him a bit of movement, but he could pick it up. Sure. All right, so that's what he does, and he's going to get into a defensive posture. He doesn't feel comfortable outright attacking, so he's going to try to defend against any blows. And he's going to cry as loud as he can, Help me! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Just, are we still in the same initiative order? You are, which means that I believe yeah. Bree is next. Okay, well, at least I was awake and watching, so I've seen this happen. Um, I'm going to try... How often can we use our our special moves? Uh, It's once per encounter, so it has, of course... Okay, so I'm going to try to use my enchantment again to... I don't know, these are spectral warriors, so, so it's probably not going to be about convincing them. But perhaps with my enchantment, I can make... Sir Mortimer seem far more threatening mm, using trickery like to convince them not to attack. Might want to use pants. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we don't know. Maybe that's part of the, you know, repulsion factor. So, <laughs> well, I won't take it off the table yet. But I get, so I got charm plus two, trickery plus two, enchantment plus two. Thirteen, so that gives me nineteen. Very good. They do seem to hesitate rather than striking him at once, but they also are a little bit too mystical to be so easily uh, dispersed, let's say. Uh, Mary. I didn't, uh, like, when I was woken up, Elena was just sort of like, hmm, doesn't sound like my business, but went out anyway. I'm going to just sort of, from a distance, draw my bow and wait to see what these spectral figures are going to do. Fair enough. Uh, John? Uh, Can I see through the spectral figures, or do they appear to be more or less solid? They appear to be, let's say, maybe as solid as Jello. Like, you could probably hit them. But they are definitely still... Ethereal. 
ethereal. They might okay. react slightly differently to being struck with something than a normal human. Okay. Then I am going to prepare, uh, let's see, in this case, I'm going to use a slingshot. And I will sing softly to myself to give myself encouragement. Two arms, two arms, it's time to fight for our cause. This is not the time to be meek. It's time to sort out the men from the mice. And for my part, may I also just say squeak. <laughs> These are wonderful. But I am ready to, I am waiting for somebody else to start the combat, but I am prepared to fire. Naturally. And that leaves Fry. All right. Um, I've also been woken up. I'm a little groggy. I come to the front of this shack and see that things are happening, and I don't want them to be happening. So I'm gonna charge at one of these figures, and that gives me a plus two to my melee combat action, and then I'm gonna smack him with my mace. Alright, so make the melee combat. It's about bloody time. <laughs> Fifteen, plus two for charging, plus... Two for might, plus two for melee combat, plus two for mace. Whoa. <laughs> That's like a 21, right? Yes. You smack it good and hard, and it feels very strange. There's a kind of electric jolt, and it your mace does pass through it, but the spectral warrior you hit staggers and appears seriously wounded, though not down. Alright. I think that's my turn. <laughs> it is your turn. Andy, you have this you have your sword and do, are you still holding the skull? Uh yes. In one hand I'm holding the skull. And uh, uh I was actually thinking I would hold it up. Mortimer's gonna hold it up and say, By the skull of Saint Winifred, back ye evil spirits, and he will swing his sword at them. Alright, make Can I suggest a slightly more sacrilegious but more modest use of that skull? <laughs> uh, you want me to cover my genitalia with it, I assume. Uh, this is I the was Middle thinking Ages it might John. be appropriate. Uh, he's not, not so Renifred, shy about all that. No. <laughs> she would not enjoy that. <laughs> she specifically yeah, would not. <laughs> specifically. Uh, I feel like she would appreciate modesty. Fair. She would. But go on. I do feel like that needs to be a portrait somewhere. <laughs> sword in one hand skull in the other in the nude oh I will pay to commission this <laughs> so um, I got I rolled a 16 for melee combat I assume that's melee combat yes the spectral warriors quail before the skull and you are easily able to in fact strike one once again your sword passes through it but it does seem to have done some real damage Great. Hey, um, well, I have tried enchanting them, and Mortimer is still not entirely threatening. So I think I'm going to have to try and hit them with my walking stick. Go for it. I, nice. I have no, I have no uh, advantages on this, but I've rolled a 17. Are you aiming for one of the ones that has already been struck, or one of the fresh ones? I, I feel like I am too squishy to hit a fresh one. I will go for one that looks hurt. All right. With your strike, the one that Lambry had previously maced shimmers into nothingness and fades away. Well done. And at this point, <laughs> yes, the spectral warriors themselves... <laughs> yes, the traditional... <laughs> finally... <laughs> 
finally recover from their temporary affrightment, let's say. I'm not sure if that's a word, but it's the one I could come up sure. with. And they're going to try and deal with these people who are striking them with things. <laughs> Do we know exactly how many of these warriors there are? There are five. Oh, five. Still, or there, there were five? There were five. There are now four. More than I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More ghost warriors than I would like yeah. in this, the place I'm sleeping. <laughs> well, lucky for you, the fancy new D- D20 that came with this game seems to be biased in your favor, because I have yet to roll above Fantastic. five. <laughs> That's good. All right, yeah. exactly one out of the four remaining spectral warriors manages to actually hit something. Specifically, Mortimer. At least he's well armed. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he seems specifically distressed by this this skull you have and angered by it, and he strikes at the arm with which you hold it. Again, his sword passes through you, but you feel a painful jolt, and you realize that you have you have been wounded in battle, and losing a battle may be dishonorable, so you have better you'd better win. Wow. Mortimer feels afraid. That's all he feels right now. He's never been struck by any weapon or been wounded by anything. Having met you, I find that surprising. <laughs> <laughs> so now now we know the specificity of uh, your Scottish warfare exploits. <laughs> he, he served as a, he worked as a, an accountant and organized the baggage train. Aw, bless his heart. <laughs> but he did a great job. Yeah. That reminds me of the Pratchett Monsters Regiment. Mm. Lieutenant Blouse, who was in logistics. <laughs> yes. Sorry. Nice guy to do it. Anyway, Mary, it is your turn. I'll shoot an arrow. I guess. I'm <laughs> 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 Okay, I rolled a 14, and that's ranged combat, so 18. Are you aiming at one that's already been struck? Um, sure. All right. Uh, with a horrible howl, the one currently engaged in fighting Mortimer dissolves as an arrow passes through its head. John. The one thing that Robin carries is a wide variety of projectiles. Am I allowed to more or less figure out what I've got, or um, do I need to sort of clear things? You can name whatever you think you should have. Well, not being completely unversed in the ways of the world and knowing more than his share of stories, Robin, I think, would carry at least some projectiles that have been either blessed or have been put in holy water. Ah, Interesting. So I'm going to fit one of those to my slingshot and let loose. That sounds like a wise decision. Please roll ranged combat. Excellent. That is going to be a 14. That is successful. You strike one of the remaining warriors, and though there is not specific rules for this, it seems reasonable to me to say that a blessed uh, projectile will make it immediately collapse into gaseous mist. Wish I had two of those. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Cheese Fartson. We're not talking about it. <laughs> and Fry. 
All right. Um, I'm going to give this guy in front of me another weensy whack. Um, so that would be 24. There it is. All right. Once again, you do an alarming amount of damage to whatever is in front of you. Because, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) And bits of ghostly blood and flesh go everywhere. But yet he still stands. Mm. Gross. Andy. So Mortimer shouts, in the name of Christ and the king, you shall not have this day. And he swings as hard as he can, but he got a one. So. Oh, Eldritch Vision! Eldritch Vision! There you go! Ooh, Eldritch Vision. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sees himself swinging and doing poorly, but then. A 16. Yes, precisely. Ooh, thank you. <laughs> we love to see it. And the dog is back. That's a good use of the boom. Very good. Mortimer takes his swing and then abruptly has a brief flash of the future and sees, oh, this is is going to go wild. I'm, I might cut off my toe and changes the direction of his sword thrust in midair. His toe if he's lucky. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Striking the remaining uninjured one and dealing him a mighty blow. There are now only two remaining and they are both injured. And it is Bree's turn. Okay, so I have I have a, the skill of mysticism. And mysis, mysticism often includes the communion with saints. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to see if I can call upon Saint Winifred to come back and offer us her protection. Mm. And I All have right. rolled terribly. That was a four plus four <laughs> is an eight. You should know better than to slide into her DMs. <laughs> I, yeah. It's the whole witch thing, isn't it? <laughs> Sadly, your prayer is is unanswered. You've done one one too many summonings of the wrong kind. Yeah. <laughs> Mary. I'm gonna shoot another arrow, because that did something. Alright, go for it. 14, 15, 17, 18. The other maced one. Uh, once again, the arrow passes through it and it vanishes in a puff of mist. The other surviving one attempts to take a swing at Mortimer, and I rolled a one, so it is comically incompetent at this. <laughs> I think this thing is weighted. <laughs> Poorly made. Mortimer finds himself blocking the blow, which he's never done again. And uh, he, he's, he looks with shock and awe as he blocks this thing. And he looks at you guys in the in behind uh, these monsters. And he's like, did you see that? <laughs> Thumbs up. And John, you got it. you're up. There's one remaining. It's uh, the one that Mortimer is currently surprisingly competently defending against. <laughs> I am going to attempt... I have no more uh, mystical items. I thought it was generous of you to give me one. So I now have another stick, which I'm holding across my slingshot. I'm holding them up, and I am attempting from the shadows to make them look as much like a crucifix as I can. And I shout, Begone, foul fiend! Uh, I am attempting trickery. All right, make a roll. Merely to distract it. I don't really have anything else I can do to it. Oh, that's a 17. It seems to be startled and swerves to look at you and briefly, again, 
shudders at the at the vision of the crucifix and then realizes that it's 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 a pair of sticks but it has been momentarily distracted i'm hoping that gives somebody else a an attack of opportunity or something <laughs> well let's say that uh fry has an additional plus one on uh whatever she wants to do to it as it is lamry's turn lamp yes lamry lamry thank you sorry this We've said it wrong a couple times, and now I can't remember which one is right. Every time. Mortimer's doing it on purpose. Uh huh. <laughs> no, he just doesn't know. <laughs> oh, God, nope. I rolled bad this time. So that's a uh, plus six plus one. So it's 12. <laughs> that is, in fact, exactly what you needed to roll to pass. <laughs> hey! Ah. Wow, all right. With a mighty swing of your mace, you dismiss the last remaining spectral warrior. We now proceed to the encounter conclusion. Can Mortimer uh, put his clothes on kind of meekly as uh, this is happening? Please. Yes. <laughs> um, we would all enjoy you to put the, put them back on. And what uh, would you like to do with the skull? Um, well, he's not going to put it down because he hasn't thought about it yet, but he is putting his clothes on. All right, yeah, you should probably discuss what should be done with the skull before we wrap this mm. one up. Um, is is Mortimer, you said he was injured. Yes, uh, it's a fairly odd kind of injury. He's got a line along his arm where the spectral sword struck, which doesn't seem to be bleeding. It's just a mark. Mm. Does it hurt? A little bit. It tingles. I like that. Okay. Mortimer, come here for a moment. Yes, I put a hand on his forearm. Wait, what? What um, are you doing? I'm going to. I'm just trust me. Well, but if if it's going Let to make the scar sing. disappear, I don't want you to do no, that. No. <laughs> Let me sing to cure all your wounds. A simple tune of first aid healing. And as I perform my musical charms, I'm getting a bad sinking feeling. I'm definitely not medically trained here. I'm a balladeer, not a concoctor. I, I really don't know why I thought this would work. Damn it, Jim! I'm a bard, not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Very good. And nothing happens. <laughs> no, not and at all. All his blood's on not the have inside any where it should be. <laughs> uh, Mortimer says, my, my name is Mortimer the Scrote, not Jim. Oh, right. Um, what what should we do with this skull? I, I, I believe it belongs to St. Winifred, who appeared to me in a vision. What yes, she I should add something here, actually. Okay. I forgot to read this bit. With the last ghost defeated, the lake is still. The door to the house is open. Inside, you see something that was not there before. A skeleton lying on the ground, wearing the decayed mm. remnants of the same dress the woman was wearing. It is missing its head. But you feel a compelling magical energy emanating from the skull. Now you have the information. Gotcha, yes. There's a strange energy coming from the skull, but I feel we must, we must put it back where it belongs. Atop St. Winifred's body. Yes. Get it together like a puzzle piece. Mm -hmm. It's fine. I was sleeping in there. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been sleeping on that body. Which one of our bedrolls is on it? <laughs> is the skeleton on the floor, you said? So, yeah. The uh, skeleton is gonna... on the floor, yes. Can we, um, Fry, maybe you can help me. Uh, can we, do we look like the skeleton can be moved without it collapsing? Uh, can we get it onto a bed? Uh, yeah, I don't see why not. 
seems a bit rude to leave it laying on the floor. Uh, so we, uh, Fry, can you help me with this? I, I will absolutely help you, but please understand Lovely. that I will pick them up and then put them back in the wrong order. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, dear. After some challenge with uh, Lamry's understanding mm. of Human anatomy, uh, anatomy <laughs> you do manage to get the skeleton on the bed and intact. She's just singing like the the head bones connected to the. <laughs> well, the head bones not connected to anything. That's the problem. <laughs> the arm bones connected to the. I don't know what the hand bone. <laughs> no wrists for her. <laughs> no, there's an Let's elbow in there somewhere. It might be a kneecap. <laughs> So the body's reattached, reassembled, and the head is mm-hmm. is placed in the appropriate place. If you so wish to do it. That is what we wish to do. All right. <clears throat> you place the skull at the skeleton's neck. Out the window, the sun rises and spills its light over the remains. It casts a greenish glint across your face, a green sunrise. The house is just a house now, its eerie qualities falling away with the light. You walk out the door and march on, trying to shake the sound of that gruff voice out of your head. We don't even get to take another nap. <laughs> it's it's morning. morning now. Do you Look, want to sleep in that bed? We're all going to die soon. I don't think we need that much rest. <laughs> no time for naps. Yeah, and even taking into account the time lost to the process, because I'm supposed to penalize you for each round, you are coming out ahead. Uh, because... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, why do because I do again, this again, I think the module expects you, I don't know. <laughs> I've never understood. I think the module expects you, y'all to be much more uh, murder hobo-y. <laughs> because uh, I mean... you both, both honorable results uh, go down into the lake, get the head, come back up and return the head, and defeat the spectral warrior spirits oppressing Winifred. You have successfully completed. And none of the long list of possible dishonorable results are things you did. It's perfect. Really? Yet naked wasn't on the list of dishonorable? (laughs) It was not. Maybe it should have been. Flash the ghost of St. Winifred, really? Look, are dishonor and shame the same thing? The clothes are very expensive. He's not about to ruin them. Fair enough. That's fair. Besides, they hadn't invented swimsuits in the medieval period. What else do you swim in? He does want to assure everyone as you're as you're walking away the next in the morning that uh, um, the water was extremely cold. He just keeps talking about how cold that water really was. Yeah, yeah, we know. (laughs) Never felt a chill quite like that. I'll tell you. (laughs) So, if we come out ahead, do we are we going down in dishonor? Or up, depending on how you think of yes, it. Yes, the, the totals I have now are John, Andy, and Bree each have 11 points of dishonor. Fry and Mary each only have nine. Ooh. So I broke even from what I had before? All told, yes. Sorry, I've, I'm not, I've not been calling them out, but I've been marking them down. I had a successful trickery roll, so um, who uh, who's at 11? Uh, you, Andy, and Bree. Okay, uh, let's see. Bree's already gotten one from me, so Andy, I think this one's yours. Yeah, Andy deserves it for that. <laughs> sure, spectacle. why not? Right. 
Right now you might be ashamed of the things you did in the shadows, but allow me to dispel the blame and leave you as fresh as a rose. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. So I go to ten? Yes. I'm impressed. The module really does think that you're going to, like, murder hobo your way through this. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure a lot of people would. <laughs> yeah. Again, I don't I don't know that most of the parties would be majority medievalists. That's <laughs> We have certain advantages That's very here. True. We know the lore for Saint Winifred. <laughs> well, we we know that the yeah the lady who's asking us to retrieve her head not is not it. pulling yeah. an evil scam on us, right? This is That's true. I feel like in many D D games she might have been. Or, you know, yeah. if this were Perlis yeah. Vouse, different story. <laughs> if it, this, if this were Perlis <laughs> she'd already have a couple spare heads just lying around. She would. Oh my gosh, there are so many decapitated heads in that story. Like, so many. So many. <laughs> Very disturbing. Assuredly, we're pronouncing it wrong, but this is the one that's also called the High Book of the the Grail, and it's it's a mess. Lots of decapitated heads. Appropriate. Anyway. <clears throat> the days grow shorter as you venture deeper into the woods. The trees get thicker, stranger, and somehow greener. A thick fog blankets the moss-covered ground. Up ahead, you see an opening in the forest, where the mist seems to part like a curtain, and you make your way towards it. The clearing allows little light to filter through, but you can make out the shapes of weathered gravestones, their runic carvings almost completely worn away by time. Beyond it, in the center of the clearing, half-hidden in the greenery, stands an ancient structure. Tree limbs twist and bend to its shape. The air is still and the wood is silent. You have finally found it. Standing there, half forgotten, half glorious, you have reached the Green Chapel. Yay! Yikes. Well, it's been a nice trip, you guys, getting to know you. <laughs> Mortimer starts rubbing his backside just a little bit, just kind of. <laughs> Robin is going to attempt to get to the back of the line. <laughs> yes, uh, do, do everyone make a once more, one last time, initiative checks. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I got a 12. Time you don't want to roll high. 7 for him. I also got a 12. 14. Got an 8. All right, John and Fry, if you could roll off for me. Sure. Uh-huh. No. I mean, I'm a gentleman. I can just let her have it. <laughs> I rolled a 5. I've got a 9. Oh, no. From what you said, I expect you'll be using it to go to the back of the line regardless. <laughs> sure as hell going to try. <laughs> so, Mary... What would you like to do at the door to the Green Chapel? Actually, I have something to read. I was going to say. Oh. (laughs) Yes. As you approach the Green Chapel, you feel a profound sense of dread in your stomach. The building seems to not just be covered in vines, but composed of greenery itself. As much a part of the forest as the trees surrounding it. It has no door, but the interior is too shaded to see clearly. And I quote the book, Do you have the honor to enter? Um, I'm going to be honest, Elena probably th- is pleasantly surprised. Like, this is really pretty. This is a, like a natural wonder. I feel right at home in the sense of like, this is very green, like my woods. Don't feel at home in terms of what I think awaits me here. But I, you know, we've come this far. I'll go on in. All right. You must make an endurance check to, to uh, overcome the... What the module insists is a deep feeling of unease. Now, I did roll a one. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> um, 
And wouldn't you know, I don't have anything in endurance. You are unexpectedly struck by the intense wrongness of this place. Like, yes, it's made of trees, but there's something... Bad trees. (laughs) Bad trees. There's something unnatural about these trees. And you quail at the thought of entering the chapel. I would love for me to be the first one in and just get swooped up dead in front of everybody. (sighs) So I can't go in. I'm just very scared. Uh, We will give you another chance, but let's get the rest of the the crew through. Oh, God. I go to the back of the line. (laughs) Uh, You got to think about this some. Robin draws himself up to his full height, clears his throat. And moves to the back of the line. <laughs> I love this. Right? Nobody's doing it. <laughs> All right. Uh, two for flinching, you guys. Um, <laughs> hey, that's how the story goes. <laughs> I'm going to, I guess, lead by example, which says, when I succeed at an honorable courage skill check, I can then choose another character to lose dishonor. So let's go with that. I have to roll something, right? Authority would be the one in this case. Authority. Oh, goodness. Um, I have rolled a 14. And whom would you like to recover a point of honor for? Who's got a... Oh, let's go with John. He doesn't get anyone. He takes them all off (laughs) us and... (laughs) Thank you. Um... (laughs) Doesn't that mean I have a better chance of going in? <laughs> yes. Yes. You, you, you feel unaccountably and almost uncharacteristically mm. inspired by the sight of Fry. Very uncharacteristically, but thank leading you. Leading the way into the doorway, or Fry, uh, Lambry. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'm inside now. You are, and we'll catch up with you. But right now, it is Bree's turn. Hey, well, my virtue is valorous, so I'm going to go for it. Right. Just a just an endurance. Yep. Okay. I have nothing in endurance. Oh, and I have rolled a one. <laughs> but as I recall, invoking your virtue allows you a reroll. Oh, okay. Right. A thirteen. That is sufficient. You were able cool. to steal yourself and confidently march through the doorway. There we go. Ah, hmm. uh, go me. <laughs> <laughs> to your death. Very nice. To my death. All right, Mary. It is your turn again. I will happily... Would you like to approach it differently or try again the same way? Um... Is there a back door? <laughs> I feel like you could allow a sneak roll for this. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. That that fits with how they describe it. I'll creep in. Try to creep in the back. I rolled a 10, but I'm good at still. So it's a 14. Alright, you do successfully find another crevice between the trees and are able to slip through at at kind of an oblique angle. Just kind of shimmying, shimmying through a crack. (sighs) Robin is one of the only people still outside. Mm -hmm. Mortimer's still outside. Yeah, it's just uh, John, you and and Mortimer. Uh, What would you like to do? (laughs) Stay behind him? (laughs) (laughs) Alright, fair enough. Um, Andy? Mortimer approaches the door um, he crosses himself and says, for the Lady Alice. And he got a, a 14 endurance. Oh. I don't have any bonuses, so just 14. That is sufficient. 
John, are you going to enter at all or just stay outside? Or is Robin <laughs> going to avoid his fate? Robin is... This is that he's on this quest entirely because he's afraid that if he doesn't go in there, the Green Knight's going to come for him. And so at this point, uh, having gained a point of courage from Lambry, I guess I'm going in. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I have a song for the occasion, but I feel like I've already uh, done enough of those. Oh, uh, be our no, guest. No. I, believe, uh-huh. I believe there's a call for a song here. Somebody once told me the world was so unholy. We ain't the purest questers I know. We end up looking kind of dumb when our sins make us numb and the cost to our honors our worst foe. Well, the sins start coming and they don't stop coming. Play by the rules and we end up shortcoming. It doesn't make sense to try for perfection. We may not get killed but still fail introspection. So much to do that hypocrisy might be our only recourse here. We'll never win if we don't go. But beheading is waiting, we know. Hey now, we are questers. The Green Knight's game, I'll play, a. Hey now, we are seekers. Survive an axe blow, we pray, a. And all we ask is a soul that's forgiven when our heads will roll. It's gonna be a And day. I roll the die. And that is a 16. Wonderful. And also... You almost deprived us of that. How? <laughs> How dare? Well, I felt like I, you know, I, I feel like I've done a lot of attention grabbing oh, with no. this. No. <laughs> Robin's not it. really that guy. I am, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you walk inside the chapel. Mist drifts through the weathered stone and hangs about the floors and corners. You slowly make your way towards the block of stone that resembles an altar, where the pulpit would be is only a massive tree trunk. Your eyes search the area for the Green Knight, and it is only as you get closer that you realize he is already there. He is one with the tree trunk itself, almost carved at its base. His eyes open, and a deep rumble that shakes the earth around you, he says, You came. Has it been one year yet? Do you have the courage to answer him? Oh, do we have to roll? You can use any of your <laughs> skills, oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, you... You don't have to roll to answer him, but okay, yeah. Depending on what you what you say, I mean, yeah. Are we early? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, uh, we can go away and come back if you'd rather, (laughs) or just go away. Uh, Mortimer steps forward um, and kneels. He says, "Oh, great knight, twas one year to the day that you entered Sir Garth's castle and asked for a volunteer to play a game." I boldly stood and poked you in the rear. For that I am sorry, and I'm ready. And he bends over. (laughs) (laughs) I I meant to ask you to roll a performance, persuasion, or authority with a plus two bonus for being respectful. Okay, um, one second. So you said authority... What are my options? Performance, persuasion, or authority. I don't have a bonus in any of those. Uh, But it's a 15. (laughs) 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 The green knight rips one great arm from out the wall and then another. Each movement sounds like an entire tree uprooting. He stands at full height, towering above you. So, you have chosen honor. Good. His voice echoes across the grove, commanding all the strength, wisdom, and age of the earth around you. Now, bend. 
Mortimer, Mortimer bends even farther, and he he goes to like pull his breeches down, but he's not sure if he should. So he just kind of holds his thumbs there, and he braces for the blow, repeating, "Lady Alice, Lady Alice, Lady Alice." The knight approaches you and lifts his axe with both hands. Oh, jeez. <laughs> up above his head can your honor hold true and it wants me to ask you to make an endurance roll to avoid flinching okay oh there's a dog look at the baby a 10 I just got a 10 thank you that might actually be it is alright so <laughs> now I'm going to depart from the module slightly because it seems to assume that everyone has decapitated the Green Knight, but Good. you did okay. not. <laughs> so instead, you will receive a mighty axe wound in the buttocks. <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> Given the state of antibiotics at this point may still prove fatal, but... That will well, happen to be about to dive painful. into that lake again. Yeah, yeah that's a problem yeah. for for future Mortimer. <laughs> Doesn't he just he could just stop right, right at, the, at the at the cleft of the buttock, you know? Just stop right is, there. He has given you a new butt cheek. The third. Yeah. <laughs> you will go down Mortimer legend. Must throw three cheeks. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> um I, I guess I'll just go by initiative order. John, how would you like? How would Robin like to handle this? I uh, step forward. I clear my throat. I say, "Sir, I don't know if you're familiar with the story of Ale Scott Grimson. <laughs> <laughs> but allow me to tell you the tale. Oh, Ale once offended a great man and offered a poem as a price for his head. I I hope." That you are no less a man than King Eric, and that you will allow me the opportunity to purchase my head. <laughs> Make a persuasion roll. Sure. This is my favorite when Mac is shocked. <laughs> it's just <laughs> sixteen. Zoe, do you have thoughts on how to approach this? <laughs> I feel like you gotta. I mean, the Green Knight knows his folklore. He too is a fey creature. Plus, if you say no, you don't get the poem. Yeah, Come on, you want no? the poem. <laughs> I think it's a fair trade. It is a game, after all. You you could be the judge of the poem. That's kind of how there it you works, go. you know? Um, I reach over to uh, Bree and ask, can I borrow, can I borrow the, the stick? Great. Uh, so I grab that, uh, hold it in both hands, and begin. <clears throat> if you're green and you don't know how to show your mercy to foes, let's start with this. Don't chop me to bits. Different types of heroes devote their time to questing or to bank notes. Let's try this. Don't chop me to bits. Dressed up like an emerald intruder. But your games make you a party pooper. Party pooper. Yeah, all I ask from you, my fella, is a task. I know you well are gonna nix. Don't chop me to bits. <laughs> the staff is now yours. I will never do anything so great with it, ever. <sighs> Amazing. And I kneel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, man. That was good, John. That was very good. So good. I mean, 
Mac, how do you want to take this, or do you want me to handle it? I am so torn on this, I would like you to handle it, please. (laughs) I think that the Green Knight sort of stares at you for one long moment, and then you sort of see the branches in his face sort of split into this smile, and he just lets out a great bellowing laugh. And this just proves true one of the rules that the Fae can change their mind over anything. And if you amuse them well enough, (laughs) you may yet live. And he seems to pass you by as he goes on to the next one of you. Robin shuffles off gratefully, trying desperately to hide the wet spot in his pants. (laughs) Fry. All right. So... I am going to tell the Green Knight that he can't just come showing up to people's weddings. He can't be doing that. He cannot be like Sir Bobby Aflay. He, he has to, like, if he wants to challenge Sir Bobby Aflay, that may be a really good story to tell. But he cannot be acting like Sir Bobby Aflay. And after I give him a nice little scolding, I will take my punishment. <laughs> Uh, remind me, did your character decapitate the Green Knight? No, I gave him a stab in, like, the shoulder. <laughs> That's right. I, kn- I knew there was someone who had specified that. I was trying to remember if it was you. Actually, I did as well. Well done. <laughs> I also did not decapitate. <laughs> That's a lot. Decapitating someone is excessively <laughs> intense. Yo, Wayne's got he- some issues. Yeah, he does. You don't just... Go to that. That is not a go-to move. Minimal force The necessary. Green Knight nods thoughtfully. The Fae do as the Fae wish, but I'll take it into account. And then he strikes you in the same place that you had struck him. Since, like you said, decapitation is a lot, I assume that you did not strike him a, a, a particularly severe wound, but you, it is still a wound. It is still a wound. And you will yes. need to seek medical attention. <laughs> uh, in the background, Mortimer is still clutching the wound on his rear, and he, he sidles over to, or limps over to, Robin, and he says, Could could you try singing over my rear end real quick and seeing if it <laughs> heals up? I know it didn't work last time, but maybe, maybe this time. Um, I'm ignoring him. <laughs> Wise. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to come at this a little bit differently because I believe right now I have the highest dishonor in the party. And so I'm going to approach this from my vice and lay it bare before the Green Knight because my vice is being envious. And the truth is when I struck him down in the forest or struck at him in the forest, it was because I was envious of the magic of the Fae. I was in my heart of hearts all I really wanted was their attention and and perhaps their favor. And, and this seemed like perhaps an opportunity to make myself known based on my envy of all of his gifts. And so when I stabbed him in the heart, it was a reflection of the envy in my heart. And so I will own that and I'll take it upon myself. But I am laying my, my sin bare, my vice bare, and... And accepting that with with the virtue of my valor, I'm taking it on. 
So. All right. Uh, would you like to, to give him a response before I narrate his... his sure. Stabbering? Stabbing? Stabbing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get stabbed. I know. Uh, There's no out. He looks at you and he nods and he just says, Destroying the power you seek will not give it to you, but deprive it from everyone. Pay the price. Die. <laughs> Tell that to the guy eating foxes in the woods. <laughs> Interesting you should mention that. The Green Knight does in fact swing his axe and strike you in the chest, but there is a brief flash of orange before your eyes, and you feel the axe stop just short of what would have been a mortal wound, and you see a fox scampering off into the distance. Oh. <laughs> Friends. Bye for me, friends. <laughs> I hope he's not hurt. <laughs> I, I want wow. you to know that I'm not just doing that to be nice. It does actually specifically say that if you set the fox free, whoever was like friendliest to it gets its help during the final encounter. <laughs> That's great. So poetic. I love it. Damien. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Who is left? Me. All right. How would you like to proceed? Well, to be fair, you were hidden. You were in stealth. I feel like it's even worse to just be in a tree the whole time <laughs> and not accept it. Elena comes out and says, I was a little confused when I shot you with an arrow. But I did show up. I guess I guess whatever happens is supposed to happen. Again, he looks at you and nods and sort of smiles for a moment and just says, You've met your fate with courage. And he strikes you exactly <laughs> where did you shoot him? I don't I mean I wrote down that she you know, like saw him in the woods and shot him. So I don't know. Take your pick. Well, since it would, I feel it would be mean to kill only one person. <laughs> Let's say it was somewhere that isn't immediately fatal. But he does strike you. You're gonna you. let us die slow bacteria death. Yeah, you will have to get that looked at. I mean, who's gonna look at me in the woods? <laughs> you may have to limp back to civilization. Yeah. But yes, he Don't does. Worry, I have healing. Strike. Do you? No. <laughs> He does strike you where you struck him. And with that, he takes his seat back on his throne and congratulates you all. Zoe, if you would, give him a line. You've all succeeded and in some peculiar way survived. Now be gone and live honorably. We bloodily leave the trail. <laughs> I mean, we're as shocked as you are. But blood leaving behind me. It's pretty gross. <laughs> the the module provides various conclusions, but they are for the following three scenarios. <laughs> if you reached 20 dishonor while facing the Green Knight. Mm -hmm. No. If you killed the Green Knight. That was Wait, what? <laughs> None of y'all attacked him. <laughs> See... 
Come just on. the disadvantage yeah. of being medievalist. It never occurred to us. Yeah. Or if the Green Knight killed you. Huh. Well, so, that remains to be seen. I haven't yes. gotten all the way home yet. So. <laughs> so I feel like the appropriate thing to do is to allow each of you to narrate your own epilogue for your character. Oh. <laughs> if you would like to go in whatever order strikes you as the most appropriate. Okay, well, seeing as when I left my forest, I was not expecting to come back. I have... Since learned and made a new friend who also likes to live in the forest, so perhaps I would ask Elena if she wants to team up. We could go visit our furry fox friend and live in the forest yeah. together. I honestly, I would love that. Maybe we stop by a town on the way back to get like bandages. <laughs> I have herbs and crystals and unguents for that. I've got you. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. Elena, so Elena goes and lives in the forest with Meredith, and they cultivate a nice little yeah. magical forest area. And there is a nook in our home if the fox ever decides to visit. We, like, made low-key yeah. made a little Aww. bed. <laughs> He's got his own door. <laughs> so I will probably uh, make my way to the nearest town and then get some healing which probably costs a lot, and then I will nap forever. <laughs> oh, why Wait. did you bother getting healing? Oh, dear. <laughs> I mean, if you were going to take the dirt nap, why didn't you just let him do it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, not death, just nap. Just <laughs> napping. I, a I nice deserve a rest. So the, the figurative napping forever. <laughs> Well, uh, Mortimer accompanied Lambry to the healer and uh, got his rear end stitched up as best it could and also took a nap. He stands up as uh, Lambry's still sleeping and uh, pats the great knight on the head and says, Sleep well, Glandry. Sleep well. <laughs> and departs for, for his home. He, uh, when he arrives, he tells all and sundry what happened, and word quickly gets to Sir Garth, and Sir Garth is deeply impressed by this man who can uh, have such an adventure. There's no talk of him being naked, of course. There's no talk of where he was stabbed or how, but there's lots of talk of defending against these uh, evil spirits and meeting a saint and things like that. Yes. He is awarded the hand of Lady Alice, and they live together very happily at the castle Hey on why for several years until the conflict erupts on the borders between Wales and England and the castle is thrashed and he is uh, forced out once again. So he maybe has to go on another adventure in the future. Good thing he's new... acquired a taste for moldy bread. Indeed. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I mean, he could always go back to his father, but he, you know, his father's busy with his new family. Oh, oh. Nobles. <laughs> yeah. Robin watches as the other four head off in their separate directions, takes out his tambourine, has a swig, and heads off on a road by himself. And he, as he goes, under his breath, Hey, this really sucked. I didn't know this would be hard. All this danger and bloodshed and anger is really no life for a bard. It's a long, long way to the back that we came, and to tell you the truth, I do dread it. I wore out shoe leather just getting this far, and now I must turn and retread it. Our road is long and dusty. Our path is dull, dry, and stale. 
my voice croaks so piteously, where can I stop for an ale? Yay. And he wanders away. Well done, Robin. Aww. I suppose that concludes our lovely little tale. <laughs> what a band of weirdos. I love it. <laughs> I love that we reached the one ending that the art, like the module, did not prepare right. us for. <laughs> the module is not prepared for any of this. It's, this this, this right. thing is written very linearly, and it makes a lot of assumptions about what kind of people are exactly. playing. Exactly. I think they needed to do some more consulting. Absolutely, they did. Right. Oh my gosh, it is not ready for real D anD D players. Still very yeah. fun, though. Yeah, it was a lot very of fun. Cute. It was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, whatever demographic it's aiming for, I think it missed this one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I very much appreciated Zoe's voices. Well done on Thank that. Thank you. Zoe. That was great. Well done. I enjoy doing them. So I can't wait to hear what kind of uh, sound effects oh, get added to all this. <laughs> well, we'll find out, or I'll find out. Yeah. This could take a very long time to edit. So good luck with that. <sighs> hey, to be fair, we are under three hours right now, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. yeah. I was really yeah. expecting this to end up being substantially longer, but again, a lot of the potential hang-ups just right mm-hmm. past. Yeah. Does the module not have an opportunity to you don't you don't go into the castle and uh, make out with that that nice lady? No, no. no the Bertalacs make no appearance, which is very very Dang. strange. It really is. They were minimized in the film. I'm not surprised they were taken yeah, completely out right. of it. But it's such a core part the novel, of, the module. Uh, of the original tale, which is so funny to me. They're like, remember all yeah. that stuff Gawain well, did? Nah. Nah. <laughs> don't worry about that. <laughs> Audiences won't like the most important part of the text. Yeah. Sure. Oh, man. Well, you got the you got the fox in there. That yes. was the most important part. Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is iterated so far that I think the only overlap between this and the original poem is that you meet the Green Knight at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. you're right. <laughs> oh, that's man. That's funny. There we go. All right. Any, I don't know, any closing remarks? Oh, we should. We should go around uh, so everybody can plug all of their stuff. I will say, Elena, played by Mary. <laughs> From Book Squad Goals. You can find us on all social media at Book Squad Goals. You can find us at www.booksquadgoals.com and wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, this is Andy. I played Mortimer Lescrode. John and I uh, do a podcast called Saga Thing, where we read Icelandic sagas and talk about the uh, history and culture and context within which they fit. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Come join us. We are Saga Thing Pod on Twitter and Saga Thing Podcast on your Facebooks and your Instagrams. And wherever you find a podcast, we'll be there. And I am John. I played Robin Cheese Fartson, who still doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> I also am part of Saga Thing, and I promise if you come listen to us, I won't sing it. <laughs> oh, but you should. Oh, man. But there is a lot of poetry. That's true. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, I'm pretty sure you recited... It's not my poetry. <laughs> I'm, I feel like at least one time you've recited an, or, an original poem. I mean, probably. <laughs> Only if it involves the word shilly-shally. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Although to be fair, I have no idea who composes the poetry. Uh, sorry, finds the poetry that uh, you reveal on Christmases. <laughs> I those mean, are those are all. They're not by us. Those are things we have people found long in dead. I mean, the libraries, Amazing. of course, yeah. for sure. It's, it's the importance of research. True. Yes, yeah. of course. And I am Bree. I played Meredith. And I am the host with Fry of Pontifacts, a papal history podcast ranking all of the popes from Peter to Francis. 
You can find us at pontifax.podbean.com. And we are Pontifax Pod on everything. We are. Um, I'm Fry. Uh, I played Lambry. Yeah, and I do that Pontifax thing with Fry. Or Bree with me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> yes, yeah, so please go support uh, all of these wonderful podcasts and these wonderful people. Thank you, each and every one of you, for coming on and doing this crazy thing with us. And for our listeners, if you'd like to support us, you can check out our Patreon. You can check out our coffee page. That allows us to get more modules like these and try this stuff out. And... Yeah, we hope you enjoyed. If you did, let us know. We'll have to organize another one. Yeah. yeah. Maybe right. Thank you, guys. Yes, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Course, Thanks for having us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Maniculum Podcast. Please consider leaving a rating and review on iTunes to help support us. If you're interested in exclusive merch and continuous exclusive content, consider becoming a patron on Patreon. To see our sources and our notes, you can check out our blog, Marginalia, at themaniculumpodcast.com. You can also join our Facebook group, The Maniculum Podcast, for more medieval and geeky-related discussions. And feel free to reach out. We are always excited to listen to you guys and hear what you have to say. We're on Twitter, at Maniculum, and we're on Instagram, at Maniculum Podcast. Special thanks to Sandra Boyle for creating our music. You can check out their project, Sugar Glass, on Spotify. Andy, I don't think you can tell that story without uh, telling your story. I don't think we need to go into (laughs) what I've done with swords. That's not important. (laughs)